and then some people will say, well, gosh, that, that just sounds so draconian. Like, oof. I'm like, well, what is going into an office, sitting in a chair, having somebody walk down through an office to see like, oh, Akil's here. Okay. Like, what is that? There will always be somebody stronger, faster, and smarter than you. Surviving depends on your adaptability to change. Those who are the most adaptable are dialed in. Hey, welcome back to another session here. Kyle Burt with Acuerdo and Frank Rogers with Acuerdo. Uh, we got another one here for you lined up with Vonage and Akil Shahid on the future of work. Yeah, Akil is, um, he's a definite rock star at Vonage. And, and he's also, I don't know if you know this, Kyle, fellow ASU grad. So you guys, yes. Yes. there you go. You'll do the secret handshake afterwards. The secret handshake. Um, we, you know, we, got our, we got our fork gang sign, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that that really kind of got you excited. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, for sure. Well, let, let's bring him in. Uh, Akil, come on up. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Kyle, go demos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Akil, uh, we, we got a few questions for you uh, surrounding the future of work, Vonage's perspective on it, and your perspective on it. So, we're going to get right into it. First question here. Uh, what is the most cringeworthy COVID phrase you've grown tired of? Yeah, so great question, right? Um, there's a ton of phrases, obviously, that have come out of COVID here. I think the one that now I'm getting tired of hearing is the new norm, right? It, feel, it feels like it, almost every person I speak with, right, that ends up being that phrase, like, hey, it's the new norm, right? You know, that I don't feel like from a technology perspective, we're doing anything that is new. Things have been around for, for a while. I just feel like now the technology is definitely more adopted because people were forced to uh, to adopt it and use it in order to keep their businesses open and continue to communicate. But, you know, that is definitely a overused phrase, I feel like, you know, during this pandemic that we're all in. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand seeing the new normal or these unprecedented times and a lot of that yeah. stuff has kind of uh subsided now um what about you frank yeah same thing uncertain times i just like yep <laughs> get it get it got <laughs> it you don't have to start off every sentence with it um but yes i'm totally in agreement yeah we definitely definitely need better conversations uh n next question akil what is the most surprising story you've had or heard since the start of what we're calling the Great Reset? Yeah, you know, I think the uh, the thing that has really surprised me, right? Um, obviously, this has been, you know, a, something that no one anticipated, right? Um, and so when the situation happened and, you know, people were forced to now go work from home, I feel like the thing that has surprised me the most is just seeing the how willing uh, everyone is to help each other, right? I see a ton of folks that are making themselves available to go out above and beyond to help people, uh, to take care of folks that, you know, then their friends and family members and neighbors, including people that have no idea, have never affiliated with before, especially folks that I know in the early uh, months of the pandemic when people were quarantined and, you know, weren't able to go out and do stuff, people volunteering to, hey, let me go get the groceries for you. What do you need from me? Whilst obviously maintaining social distancing. And, I, and, I, and that really surprised me to see how the community and individuals all came together to help one another through this environment. And it just, 
it gives me goosebumps just you know kind of just through, uh, thinking about it but that just really shows you know how much we really do indeed uh, uh, care for each other and that I think was the most surprising stuff and then um, again all the technology stuff that I've seen now evolve and how people now have uh, have now changed their ways on how they normally would interact with technology certainly is also surprising but I think the human element takes is definitely far above others yeah, that's perfect I, you know Akil I think you hit on something here we've been having a lot of these conversations but I thought you kind of got right to the heart of the matter. And that is that like people have become the center of all this and kind of like how we're architecting our organizations going forward. Maybe that is the story, right? Like we're re-architecting our businesses, the way that we interact with each other around people and not around the fact that you've got a 20 story building in, you know, downtown LA or whatever that is, I, it, it doesn't really matter anymore. So maybe there has been like a little bit of like a recentering and a refocus back on like, what is the substance and the tenor of the relationships that we have? Yeah, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I think a lot of the things that we took for granted, right, that human element certainly now has been brought to, to, uh, to light here and how people really truly value that human interaction. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, and you know, there is a world, there is a place after this where like, we need that face-to-face -face interaction. We need that face-to-face -face collaboration. So it's not like we're living at work is what I say. We're not going to live at work forever, right? We got to yeah. get back to something, but it's definitely going to be like a mix of things, right? It's not like we're all here or we're all there. It's a mix now. Kyle, I thought yeah. you were getting spiritual with this. You were talking about a place here after, and I thought like, Kyle, where are you going with this? But yeah. I'm glad you brought that back. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, next, next question, Akil. How was your company culture pre-COVID versus now? Yeah, I think uh, from, a, from a culture perspective, right, um, as an organization, we've always been very – tech savvy, right? We've always enabled and used the resources. You know, a lot of us work remote. A lot of us were, you know, of, you know, traveling and nomadic anyway. So nothing really changed from that perspective too much. But I think really what has come now, uh, you know, as far as the evolution that has happened is really kind of focused around the fact of, again, like we mentioned in, in the earlier question about the human factor, right? Really making sure that we as a organization are supporting our employees, making sure that we're not only uh, taking care of them from a um, uh, overall solution perspective internally, but also making sure from a health perspective, mental perspective, that they have the support systems in place to really talk and communicate and interact with one another. So that element does not go away, right? So we've really kind of encouraged that. We've really kind of provided the resources. In fact, we, you know, in the early uh, months of when we were going through this pandemic, we were almost having weekly calls with our CEO where the executive leadership the leadership team would get on a call and talk through and these were these were things that were in people's mind, the uncertainty of what's going to happen and obviously something that's very unique and none of us have ever been through and just openly having a dialogue. I felt like it really kind of brought the team together and has allowed for us as an organization to really uh, develop those deep-rooted root, um, relationships, right? That again, while did exist in the workplace, but really taking it to a whole new level. Uh, and I think I feel like that has really kind of evolved from a culture perspective, and now has allowed us to yet now even more uh, uh, work uh, on projects and things together even closer, collaborate even more than we did in the past, 
And, you know, while again, people were used to working remote, people were used to traveling and working out of different offices and all that stuff, you know, none of that necessarily changed. I mean, we literally, you know, went home and started working just like we normally would. So we didn't have to change our behavior from how we use technology. But the human factor, again, I feel like that was the component that really helped us elevate the culture to a whole new level. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's great. I mean, do you guys have like uh, ways to measure this? Like you guys measure culture effectiveness in your organization in terms of like just, you know, uh, feedback from employees or, or whatnot? Yeah, actually, in fact, we do, right? So our uh, you know, human resource team and our, and our, uh, our people team we're really kind of focused around surveys and things from that perspective, really kind of gauge you know, how folks uh, folks really felt within the organization, right? And I, and I, and I think in all those things really kind of evaluate, again, not just the, hey, how's your work going, right? More about how are you, how are you doing as, as an individual, right? What's happening? What can we do to help support you, right? And then providing that feedback, you know, again, up to the executive leadership team and then coming up with ways and how we could, you know, again, that, that sentiment or that feeling that an individual may have may resonate across multiple individuals. And it really kind of allowed us from a overall policy perspective, uh, you know, resource perspective to make sure that we can support our employees the best that we can and give them that ecosystem that really allows them to you know, continue functioning, but yet keeping that human element and interaction in place. Oh, absolutely, 100%. The, uh, the, the outward message that you guys have to clients really starts with um, the way that your employees respond and and feel about the impact that they're making uh, at your organization, right? And how they come together for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, next question, Akil. Uh, what is your vision for the actual future of how we work, of how work gets done? Yeah, great question. And I think the question that's in almost everyone's mind, right? As, as things start, you know, getting back to where things used to be before, you know, we all were all shut down and people are getting back to work. And I feel like this um, past few months has really changed. One, obviously we hit the reset button. And now the other thing it has done is really increase the adoption of the technologies that were already there, right? So video and voice uh, hosted solutions, uh, you know, all the, the digital technologies were already there before, right? Now, while the adoption was not where it needed to be, it was a slow adoption, right? You had the the millennials and the and the, the generation that is more digital had already accepted that technology. A lot of the other folks were still slowly getting their feet wet. And I think like over the last six, seven months, right, it has really now increased the adoption across the board, right? If you are going to survive and communicate, that is a must, right? And a lot of organizations that were kind of toying around the idea of, digital transformation if one thing this if this pandemic has done is certainly you know uh, alleviated any of those concerns right it has really shown that yes absolutely if you are going to survive moving forward you have to ex you have to accept the digital transformation element otherwise you're not going to be around right and, and and digital transformation means a lot to a lot of different individuals and organizations right you know um, again things that we're used to like your video and voice solutions that you know, has been around for, time, for some time, but now innovating, right? The innovation portion is really where you see a lot of stuff happening as people come back to work, right? Uh, let me give you, give you some examples, right? Again, how we interact with things on a day-to-day -day basis, like for healthcare, for example, right? We're all used to normally, if we need to go see a doctor, 
calling a doctor's office, you know, getting an appointment set, going to the doctor's office, getting seen by a doctor, and then following up with them, you know, for anything else after the fact. That was all mostly human face-to-face interaction that we would do in person. Well, that entire industry has now been changed, right? Especially with this, with the current pandemic, where now that entire interaction that I just walked through is all virtual, right? You're calling in, in some situations now dealing, talking to a bot that's basically allowing you to schedule that would normally take a front desk full-time receptionist to basically, you know, take those calls, schedule you in the system, all that sort of, that can all be automated now, which improves efficiencies, obviously. If, if I'm running late or I need to reschedule, all that can now be automated, right? Which again improves the efficiency and I don't need to have a full-time person doing that. Beyond that now, you know, allowing me to see a doctor, interact with, with my practitioner all through video. I don't need to go into the office anymore, right? And that has now become the norm. That is, again, what, what <clears throat> people are more uh, accept, accepted, acceptable to moving forward, right? Uh, so that's an example of how it's being used. And then, you know, following up with reminders uh, from, from an overall prescription perspective, refill perspective, all that can now be automated. Same thing's happening in the retail environment, too. I can't go to the store anymore and walk in, right? So now you see a lot more curbside pickups happening. You see a lot more people kind of going there and, and picking up stuff, right? So again, that's kind of an example of kind of the the new element moving forward from a work from home environment or work environment in general. You'll see that happening more and more frequently, and and the transformation for using digital technology is going to accelerate super rapidly over the next you know several years. I feel like where we are today. We, we would have been five years from now, and I think this the, the, the pandemic has really accelerated that entire uh, journey for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, it's, it's funny, you brought up a couple of things there, Akil, that I really like, and, and that is, and, and I love your example, because it's, it speaks to not so much just like how we're working, but it's really talking to like how we live. And, and so like how we live is being disrupted, but not necessarily like there's some really bad ways and there's some really bad stories out there, but there are, there is some innovation that is causing us to think a little bit about the paradigms that we've created. Like this is how we go into a doctor's office and this is how we go through this routine. And maybe that routine's not as efficient, maybe not as great of a customer experience. So like, you know, one of the things that, you know, Kyle and I have been working on as part of, you know, some of our recovery frameworks for clients is really like architecting your entire business around the customer journey. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's the wrapper, you know, that we need to be working on. And, and I think maybe there's another level and just the way that you brought it up, just kind of caused me to think about it. It's just thinking about like, what is going to be the impact on people's life? We always think about journey, but like, what is their life experience going to be? So, yeah. um, yeah, that is the, the future is yeah, now. And it's, and it's a really challenging conversation, right? Because like companies haven't historically, right, uh, mapped their entire uh, company around the customer journey. Like they haven't historically done that. They've built, uh, they've built teams and people and processes uh, otherwise uh, to build a great company, but they haven't like started with that focus, right? So like that's a huge shift we're seeing right now. It is. I agree. And I agree. And just to add to that, right, you know, the customer journey isn't just the external customer, right? I feel like the employees within an organization are another, it's just an internal customer as well. So organizations need to take that into account as well so that the tools they provide them to use have to be just as user friendly and have to be just as efficient. Otherwise, it's useless. No one's going to use it. And then you're, you're back to square one. Yeah. And, and, and with, with respect to what we're talking about here, like, 
you know, it's it's in the details, like the really fine details where this stuff really, really matters, right? Uh, we could talk about this high level, like building good CX and good EX, and yes, that's great, but like it's really like when you like pull everything back and like you're in like these little micro tactics inside of this bigger strategy that really is getting this stuff done and really in making these small iterations and improvements to employee experience, which then translates to customer experience, right? So like it's, it's, it's such a delicate process. And I think that's what, that's what the big struggle is, is like pulling back on all those little levers and knobs and buttons you can press to get that optimal flow, right? Yeah. Well, you know, Kyle, just before we move on, like, I think that like the way that you articulated that is, is so important because, you know, when we talk about um, like what's happened to people during COVID is that the layers of tolerance have been stripped away. And so people can see authenticity. They can see, um, you know, BS in a policy um, like that. And so that sensitivity to it, um, requires you to have another level of empathy. So if you're going to have even down to a point where you're going to have a person, you know, complete a form, you know, that's going to say, I was satisfied with this service. Like, do you take them through five pages of forms, right? You know, what is the information you're trying to collect? What is it that you're trying to convey? Like you really need to think much more smartly through this entire process. Yeah. Or, or, or did we just get a bunch of five star ratings because we gave them $5 gift cards or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we, are we propping ourselves up on false metrics, on false hopes, right? <laughs> True. Yeah, great point. Yep. So yeah, a lot, lot to consider there. Um, last question, Akil, you ready? Yeah. So what role do you play in this vision of the future of work that you laid out for us so eloquently? Yeah, great question. Um, and again, you know, uh, as an organization, we've always been providing, you know, Vonage actually has been always providing that infrastructure, that framework for these organizations to really get to, again, where we are today, right? To make sure that they can uh, enable those digital transformation uh, channels for their, for their customers to interact with them. Uh, making sure that we make it simple and easy for them to consume. Right, and then like I mentioned earlier, that the, the customer experience is definitely the center of any technology that, need, that needs to be designed. But again, it's not just the external facing customers, the internal customer, actually employees as well, right? So, you know, the harder and, and more complicated the solution gets, the less likely it is to get used and it's not really gonna get the efficiency like I mentioned earlier. So I think, you know, we as an organization, Vonage has always been focused on that stuff, right? We've built our network from the ground up. We've provided all the all the, the tools that are necessary as far as, you know, providing unified communications and contact center services and APIs to really go customize and go create your own unique solutions. Because again, there isn't one solution that fits all, right? Every organization, every industry has their own unique set of challenges that they're trying to solve for. So we've always kind of had that framework built. And now what we're doing is really making sure that we're providing a uh, so, uh, interface for our customers to bring all these things together and simplify their way and how they consume this technology, right? And we're coming in as subject matter experts alongside our, our customers and our partners to really help them. Because again, in this, like you mentioned earlier, Kyle, right? In this current environment, a lot of people are still trying to understand what to do. How do I use the technologies to really help set me up, not only for today to solve my current situation, but set me up so that I have the framework ready 
for the next five to 10 years, because again, who knows what the future holds for us, you know, but having the right framework to make sure that if anything was to happen, like we are again in, in, in this current environment, that they don't, it doesn't interrupt their business, right? And again, as you have more and more millennials and, and the younger generation coming not only into how they consume the product, but also in the workforce, how do I, A, attract those individuals to come work for me, right? So again, you need to be able to provide a technology that gives them the flexibility to work from anywhere, on any device, right, whenever they want to, right? So it isn't a normal eight to five, okay, I'm gonna be, you know, clock in at eight and clock out at five, I'm done, right? Again, they wanna do whatever they wanna do it and on whatever platform they wanna to, want to be able to do it. So you have to have a platform that allows them to do that. And that, that resource or that talent can be anywhere across the globe. You, you wanna be able to tap into the talent, right? Regardless of where they're located. Um, so again, that's the, the element of, the, of what we're doing as an organization to really make sure we can empower for, uh, organizations to attract that talent and retain them and then come up with some unique ways in how they communicate with their customers so that now not only can they leverage the investment they've made in all the technologies and automation tools and you know productivity tools that they have invested in, make sure we can make sure they can use all those technologies together, but then get the intelligence out of it to make business decisions that allow them to provide a better service to their customers, to go ahead and make the appropriate decisions as a, as a business in the areas they need to focus on, right? So those are the kind of analytics stuff that we're providing and then leveraging AI. And you'll hear this obviously a, a ton out there, right? Everyone's doing AI right now, right? How do you use AI to really make those important decisions? Again, it all starts with having clean data. And if, you're, if we can provide a way to make sure that data is clean and the data is automatically logged and tracked and be able to make sure it's relevant, that now leads to information that uh, gives business owners the, the, the data sets they need to make the, the, the decisions for their organizations, right? And then out of that obviously comes the unique solution. So that's kind of where we're closely working with our customers on making sure that we can not only enable their current environments, but also give them a digital transformation platform that they can grow with as they grow, right? This isn't a, hey, let me consume everything right now. Grow as you need to, consume from the cloud what you need to. Since we own the entire stack, it really gives them the flexibility to go do those things. So it isn't, you know, they don't have to feel overwhelmed that they have to now consume the whole thing. No, absolutely. And uh, can we go back to like to the beginning, start over again? And can we add like AI, ML and like 5G, IoT to like the cringeworthy things? Like we get like, how know. We, you know, if we get the AI, the ML, the 5G and the IoT, like we, we're done. We won. We're done. <laughs> I think you guys went to like acronym tech and not ASU. I mean, maybe that's the message here. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that you, you kind of, um, uh, you know, talked about that, you know, everything from like the decoupling, really what we like to call the decoupling of people from property, you know, as now, you know, your talent and your staff is everywhere. They don't have to be where your offices are and, and all of those types of things. That seems to be like, you know, almost like a, um, a backdrop to 2020 is like yeah. how many, how many paradigms that don't service well anymore need to come down. And um, Kyle and I were joking about this the other day. It's like, it's like having, um, you know, a big massive 
type of garage sale. Like, you know, that there's a lot of things in your house, you know, like you look at it and you're like, wow, that lamp's been there. This, this, like, I love this picture. And then you take it out to your, your garage sale and you put it out there and you think it's worth a lot and people like offer you a quarter. And, yeah, and that's like what we're really finding out is like the true value of some of the paradigms we've been holding on for so long really aren't valuable anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Actually, in fact, I've, I've talked to several business owners that have that mindset about, hey, everyone comes to the office. I want to see everyone. I want to press flesh to flesh. And I want to, but again, that that was old school, right? That was what they were used to, but and now not not so much moving forward. So great point, Frank. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me tell you my clean desk real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Like you, you just mentioned that about like coming to the office and, you know, you'll talk about like some of the tools that are out there that will like, I know some of them actually integrate with like Vonage that will allow you to see what people are doing in terms of calls, what they're doing on their email. And it almost kind of pulls together a heat map and an MPS score of how people are working. Like I think Crisantos has that, you, you know him. And, yeah. um, and then some people will say, well, gosh, that, that just sounds so draconian. Like, woof. I'm like, well, what is going into an office, sitting in a chair, having somebody walk down through an office to see like, oh, Akil's here. Okay. Like, what is that? You forgot the you pen. Know? Frank, you got the, the pen's got to be like tapping. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Tap. The tapping. Yeah. <laughs> Fill out your TPS report for me, please. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I was looking at your stapler, so it looked pretty good. Um, yeah. So, um, Kyle, I know you had a question uh, there as well. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, with, re with respect to, you know, the things that Vonish have has done, like, let's talk about the kind of the evolution of like how fast you guys have, you guys have, have gone, right? Like you've seen, uh, you guys have the acquisition of like Nexmo, right? And like that, that's this huge, like best kept secret that needs to not be a secret in the United States. And, you know, I know, uh, I know you guys are doing a lot of work on that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you think about, like, I mean, uh, that is kind of the, the secret sauce, right? When you look at all the technologies that are out there, right? The APIs that allow for these customizations, right? You need something like that to do that. Otherwise, it's just a vanilla. Everyone's got it, right? It, it, this allows you to go, go create those unique solutions. Like, and I call them Lego blocks, right? Because it's just like a Lego block. I can go create my own little uh, environment that I want, right? Which is, again, what Nexmo lets us do. So that's our API framework. And we actually have, you know, as we went through those acquisitions, right? Bringing all those different companies together, bringing all those different technologies together, you know, it, and doing it in such a short time and being able to do while keeping, again, the customer experience and the employee experience in mind, right? I think we've done an amazing job, right? Because now when you look at the technology and the solution we're providing, it's bringing all those things together. The user has no idea that all these different technologies are working in the background. From their, from their perspective, oh, my, this is simple. This is a single pane of glass. It's easy for me to, to use. But then behind that, you know, come in the Nextmo engine that's giving them all the, the omni-channel capabilities, right, to interact and embed technologies within solutions. I mentioned healthcare, right? That's an example right now where we're seeing explosive growth. And because of, you know, again, people looking at our technology from video and voice and embedding that within their solution so it's secure, and it's reliable and allows to, and it checks all the boxes for HIPAA and all the things that are necessary. And video, obviously, I mean, we've seen like a 2,000% growth in video over this last few months because everyone is now obviously leveraging. And being the fact that we have our API, it really allows us to go create those unique solutions. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. You know, one of the things that like is, uh, gives us um, a lot of insight is obviously, you know, we work with, you know, other in-network partners and, 
uh, we get an opportunity to see like their rate of, of growth and adaptation. And um, personally, I sit on the, the um, advisory board um, at Vonage, um, to Vonage. And uh, I have been blown away like the last two years um, how these acquisitions um, through New Voice Media, um, through what you've done on your VBC platform, through what you've done with, with uh, TalkBox, um, it, it is literally like the speed at which you have moved has been tremendous. But then we literally had a meeting one month before COVID. And I'll have to tell you, like from, from that February point forward, I have not seen across a product make that many changes and and actually do it well like that was really really hard like to make that seamless to the end user of how you incorporated all these acquisitions all the capabilities and brought that seamlessly into a product and kind of where that's going and i think about it like that long pole in the tent investment you know when you're looking at like how do you bring in a communications infrastructure like you really want to know where that's going you also really want to know where that's been because you were really rooted in like a strong global carrier network. So like that right. base is there, but now how that like transpires through the ability to, to integrate across a stack and then also um, extend that through the APIs, super powerful story. And I don't think a lot of people know it as much as really they should. I think there's kind of an anchoring is like where Advantage has come from, you know, right. with the consumer market, but like what's happening in the business market right now and how you've adapted and some of the stories that are starting to emerge in terms of how you're helping clients pivot, things that we've been involved with personally, it's very gratifying. Yeah, 100%, absolutely agree. And, you know, and again, I think your point earlier, Frank, right? Um, you know, the, the new voice media element has really allowed us, you know, that contact center service and being able to embed that solution into the CRMs that people have invested in, right? That's Without right. them having to go get into another pane of glass, right? It's, it's really simplified. So within Salesforce or Dynamics or ServiceNow, they just natively work within that. Again, and to your point, being able to launch new products during during this, uh, this crazy. time yes. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so well done. I really, I really enjoyed like one of the things that, you know, we get a chance to see behind the covers is, you know, how, how organizations are knit together. And that's one of the things that, you know, when you see a product team working with a marketing team, working with a sales team, you know, working across the support teams and people really leaning into each other, like it really is a reflection. Um, and I think to, to your, um, like to your benefit, like, uh, you responded to this, not just technologically, but also like culturally as well. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing is like the cultural aspect of how you respond to COVID gives you the ability to have the adaptation that you need. And yeah. because you have to really re-architect your organization for a future that I think people saw out there truly as like a long-term future, but it quite literally is near term. We're, we're, we're going back to what we're seeing right now. Like we're not, we're not going back. We are, we are literally going forward. And, um, and like you said, some companies, man, they have, they have literally had almost a three year life cycle change in their product and in a, adoption of their product in a four month period. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, Akil, this has been uh, very insightful. Thank you for uh, the time today. Um, uh, Last last words, parting piece of guidance uh, for us, uh, then drop the mic and head back to the Vonage booth. 
<laughs> no, absolutely a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, it's an it's an honor, obviously, to be here to spend some time with you. And certainly, if there's anything you need from us, right? We we've been doing this for a very long time. We're here as subject matter experts. Lean on us, and happy to help you through this uh, through this journey. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Dialed In. This show is brought to you by Acuerdo.io, the world's first orchestration agency for the future of work. Go check us out at Acuerdo.io. And if nothing else, remember this. To win in life, to win in business, to win in your career, it's not about being the strongest, the fastest, or the most intelligent. It's simply about being the most adaptable to change. The most dialed in.